0: This is Living Forever, Not an Option, a podcast brought to you by Care Dimensions, a provider of hospice, palliative care, and support services in Massachusetts. Your hosts are Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. Welcome to Timing Is Everything, a program of Care Dimensions. My name is Mary Crow, Director of Professional and Community Education at Care Dimensions, and I'm so happy to have Attorney Atha Skamis with me today. Hi, Atha.
1: Hey, Mary.
0: Hey, welcome to the show again. I should say, uh, you're an old-time favorite—not old, but our old-time yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah. Both are true. <laughs> I'm a and, favorite, I'm old. <laughs> and we're thrilled to have Arthur on the, on the show today because uh, we're in April, Arthur, here we are again, right? And uh, it seems like uh, it was just yesterday, but uh, April is National Healthcare Decision Month, they, that's how important this is, right? They actually recognize the month, but April 16th is actually National Healthcare Decision Day. And we start to talk about advanced directives and how important this is. And Arthur, I know you probably feel similarly, but this doesn't get even more, it's important anyhow, but after what we've gone through over the past couple years, this is more important than ever, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. I mean, if you kind of look back at the last couple of years and think about the fact that if somebody uh, was getting sick, somebody might be uh, in the hospital, um, they hadn't done any paperwork, they hadn't done a a directive, they hadn't done a health care proxy. Now they're in the hospital. You can't get in to see them, yeah. or in a, in, a, in a rehab, a nursing home, wherever it might be, um, and it was impossible to get things done. Yeah. So it's so important to have these. That it's not a it's not a taxing thing to do. The documents are not um, uh, long or, or confusing. They're pretty simple. I always yeah. say they're the, they're the most simple things that I do as as an attorney that deals in estate planning. Yeah. But they can be the most important things that you do, and um, it's 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 has been brought to the forefront, I think, over the last few years, the importance of getting getting these documents Absolutely. done.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So before we jump into this, and we have so much to talk about today, so say a little bit more. Arthur. you know, be, again, you you are an attorney, you work in elder law estate planning, and which is so important uh, because I know sometimes people uh, seek out advice from attorneys that aren't well versed in this area, and I always try to dissuade them from doing that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, what I do is uh, again estate planning, um, elder care, elder law. Um, I'm doing doing it for now more more than thirty years, Um, and um, up up in Topsfield, close by Danvers, where we are right now. Um, And it's really something that everybody should do. Everybody should get the basics done. I mean, we're we're primarily here to talk about um, the, the the medical side of this, but you know, it also involves powers of attorney, uh, wills, trusts perhaps, depending upon what type of, of property uh, mm-hmm. that you hold. It's really important to, to get all of these things done so that you're prepared in, in the event of the unexpected, or, and I hate to say this, but the inevitable. I mean, at some point in time, you know, we're all not gonna be here anymore, and, and the best thing right. to do is have everything set up for, um, so your, for your family, for your loved ones, make sure that they uh, know what to do. Um, and that particularly is the case where, where, when you get to the, the making decisions from a healthcare basis, because right. you know you don't want to be in a situation. Nobody wants to be in the situation where there is there is no legal responsibility um, for things to get done. Right. Um, the hospitals don't want to be in that position, yep. and the family's members certainly don't want to be in that position. So it's just important to to. And, and I think everybody knows that it's something that should be done. And it's also something that people will put aside because right. you know everything's good, um, yeah. and that's usually correct. Yeah. But um, it's something that's really important to, for everybody to do.
0: It really is, and I think you're right. I think, you know, people do know. They know this. there's a, uh, an importance or an, even an urgency sometimes around this, but I think sometimes people feel like if they don't talk about it, they don't think about it, it won't happen. And I think a lot of times, too, odd that people think it's, it's an age thing, that this is just for people who are older or frail. Not true at all. Uh, this is something uh, everybody needs to have 18 and over, right?
1: You know, it's it's certainly, it's more likely the older that you get that, that you'll uh, come into a situation where it's needed. But anything can happen to anybody at any time. That's right. And if you, you know, the this, this simple example is if you don't have a health care proxy, if you don't have an advanced directive, if you don't have something that's that's in writing, signed by you, directing Uh, directing somebody to be able to to act for you, then you you're going to run into situations where the only thing that you can do at that point is maybe have to go to court to 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 get appointed as a guardian, which is not an easy thing to do. Correct. Um, Even in an emergency, um, it's not going to happen immediately, and sometimes you don't have time. You know, you need it to happen immediately. Right. So it's it's um, it's again, it's more likely to be needed by older people but somebody could be in an accident when they're 20 years old, right. somebody could, and, and you know, uh, just to go on the other end of it, um, people forget, I mean, when, when, when you have uh, kids and they're 19 and 20, yeah. um, and you're still kind of, you know, they still want you to do certain things for them, Sometimes they don't want you around <laughs> at all, but if they have some kind of a health care issue or if they, they want you to yeah. talk to the doctor, for yeah. so so or, or if they get into an accident, you, you, when they're 18, when they were 17, you can go and, and kind of direct everything as far as that, that person is uh, concerned. Yeah. If they're 18, you can't. Right. So it's important for anybody, once they hit the age of 18, to, to have something in place. And, you know, I mean, I know it, people will think that's overkill, but... Better safe than sorry.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's break these down because again, you know, we say advanced directive, a legal document you put in place in advance for when the day comes that you need that, that you can't speak for yourself. So we have those in a couple of different categories, right? Healthcare proxy, durable power of attorney, living will, although we know living wills aren't legal documents in the state of Massachusetts, they're important guidelines. So let's let's talk about the healthcare proxy, alpha.
1: So a healthcare proxy is THE PRIMARY PURPOSE OF A HEALTH CARE PROXY IS TO HAVE SOMEBODY APPOINTED TO MAKE YOUR HEALTH CARE DECISIONS WHEN YOU ARE NOT ABLE TO MAKE THEM. Right. WHETHER THAT BE A TEMPORARY SITUATION AS IS OFTEN THE CASE WITH AN ACCIDENT OR, 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 or uh, uh, AN ACUTE ILLNESS FROM WHICH YOU WILL GET BETTER, yeah. um, OR IT CAN BE PERMANENT FOR, for you know the, THE ALZHEIMER'S PATIENT. THEY GET TO THE POINT WHERE IT'S GOING TO BE PERMANENTLY INVOKED. Right. Um, the, Point of it is, though, that when you are not able to make your own decisions, then you have provided the legal authority for somebody to act for you. But more importantly, it also provi- it allows that person to get all of the information as to what's going on with you, because, you know, we have um, very uh, strong uh, privacy laws, HIPAA, um, yeah. and doctors, medical personnel, are not allowed to just give information to family members just because they are family members. Right, uh, and so. You can sit. You you can be left in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you cannot. You cannot find out what's going yeah. on. Um, mm-hmm. I've certainly had that happen. I've had clients that have literally. I had a, um, I had a a a, a, a wife. A, the wife came to the office. the The husband had had he had he had kind of mild um, Alzheimer's, but he had had something that exacerbated it, and he and he was put into um, uh, the geriatrics. Geriatric psych ward at one of the hospitals, mm-hmm. and they ne- they never did a healthcare proxy, oh. and so literally she was not able to find out anything that was going on with them. Yeah, uh, that was one of the situations. That's where That's an had important to t-
0: point, right? Yeah, yeah. Because again, you're thinking people think this all the time: spouse, parent, you know, whatever. You automatic? No, I automatically have that. It's not so
1: correct. Correct. If you if you're going to you know if you if a if a medical facility medical personnel are going to go by the Letter of the law, right? They're not going to tell anybody, correct? Unless d- there's an appointed healthcare proxy or there's an aguard- a guardian in place. Yes. Um, a lot of times they will talk to the spouse. Yeah. You know, more often than not, probably from in my experience, but they don't have to. Right. And so that's why you need to have a healthcare proxy in place. Again, it allows you to make the decision if necessary. A decision has to be made, and not just people sometimes think it's end of life. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about active, ongoing treatment. Right. And then, to me, more importantly, though, is well, that's important, but more importantly, is that you can get the information, right? And um, it's just you, you don't want to be in a situation where where you cannot find out what's going on with somebody.
0: Absolutely, so it's,
1: it's very it's very important to have that.
0: I think the other piece of it is I, I think what keeps people because right, we still we're around thirty percent of the population that have one of these completed, which is really terrible <laughs> when you think about it, right? Now, I think part of the reason, I think people do, they worry about giving up control, right? We don't want to talk about death or dying or mm-hmm. illness or that sort of thing, yep. but there's also the component of that we feel like we're relinquished with control, when in fact you're not, because you had brought this up. The, the health care proxy, when we complete this, that's the proxy is the form itself. So if you appoint a health care agent, that person does not have the ability to make decisions on your behalf until you've been determined to lack capacity and then for it's yep. activated. You always
1: <clears throat> maintain your own ability to make whatever healthcare decisions have to be made as long as you are able. Right. And so, a lot of times, the healthcare proxy will be only used for a short period of time, a temporary period of time. Yeah. Somebody's in a, in an accident, and when they're at the hospital, you know, for a period, they're either unconscious or they've had medication provided, and they just and it's it's to the point where they they can't. Quite make the the reasoned decision at that particular time, but as soon as you have, as soon as your capacity comes back, as soon yep. as you you're able to make your own decision, again, it goes right back to you. Right. It it's it's not going to be permanent, again, except for the the serious long term incapacity issues. The the most the one that most people are familiar with would be Alzheimer's yep. or dementia when it gets to a certain point. Yep. Um. You know, once you get to a certain point, it's not going to come back. So right. that's going to become permanent. But no, you're you're absolutely not not giving up. Um, any um, any uh, uh, decision making powers except for when you can't make them. Exactly. So you need somebody to make yep. them at that particular time. Uh, the other thing about that is that um, as long as you're as long as you have capacity, you can and, and and you get to the point where you know you need to change who your your, your uh, appointed agent is. Yep. You can do that. Right. So you can always amend, change, redo whatever you want to do as long as you're able to.
0: Absolutely. You know, and they, so the, the piece of that, too, again, is so when people have that in place, and they I have had people say, oh, well, I can't afford it. Well, a healthcare care proxy costs nothing, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that's the other piece. So people can fill this out. It's a legal document. They don't have to go through an attorney, but if they're doing other documents, then, you know, it can be. Uh, done within that, but it yeah. doesn't cost a cent, so there's no reason to keep people from having this no. important you form. You can get
1: forms um, at hospitals, at your doctor's office. That's right. Um, when when people come to us to do estate planning, we'll always add that as a document yes. for them to do if they need one. Yep. Um, but it's it's a very simple um, yeah. document that's easy to fill out if you're doing it from the, the from a form standpoint. Uh, or it's easy to just have us included as part of the the planning documents that we do for you. Yep. Uh, but really, you're correct. There's, there's no, there's no money should never be a, a factor as far as doing a healthcare proxy. Right. I find it more more. I think the reason that most people don't have them are a they're not worried about it yet, mm-hmm. um, and b they, as you said earlier, they feel as though they're giving the power to somebody to make decisions for them. I also think they conflate the idea of, of uh, end of life versus, you know, the f- question I'll get a lot of time is, well, so, so you're asking me who's gonna pull the plug? But That's not what we're asking right, at all. Exactly. We're asking who's gonna help you when you get to the position where you can't make a decision.
0: Exactly, yeah. So I, I'll have families sometimes, when I was doing direct patient work, I would have families come in and say, oh, you know, I can get information about my mother because I'm her healthcare proxy. They always say you know instead her health agent is what they meant like I yep. said the proxy. Yep. but what they would what I would say to them is that again the health care proxy hasn't been activated right. so uh, if your mother hasn't been determined to lack capacity we need to get your permission from your mother in order to give you any information correct so right. it's and, and I think sometimes people think the minute somebody signs that form oh I can get information I can do all that no it has to be activated it's
1: literally a document <clears throat> for an emergency or a permanently incapacitated person. Yeah. But but for anybody that is generally okay, it's there just in case. Right. And you don't want the you don't want to not have it if that just in case situation arises. You don't want it's it, and think about who would be trying to take care of you in that situation. So if you don't have a healthcare proxy what you're doing, if something unexpected happens, is you're putting your family members in a difficult situation of what are we supposed to do now? They won't mm-hmm. tell us anything. Uh, maybe I have to call a lawyer. Now I got to go to to, right. to up in here in, in in Essex County, over to Salem Probate Court to, to try to get something yep. allowed yep. Uh, as far as the guardianship is concerned. So you're you're, you're basically doing this. It, yes, it's going to help you, yeah. but it's really going to make your family members or the people that are going to be responsible for you you're gonna make their life much easier because they'll be able to just take care of things right away, here's what's happening, here's what the doctor recommends, you can now say okay, that's what we should do. And now it's it, it can be done. So, Absolutely. Um,
0: so, when people fill this out, they uh, fill out the graph, their demographics, They two people witness it. They sign it, and the two witnesses are not saying they agree with who you chose as your health care agent or alternate, but that they, they, they you understand what you're it's, signing. It's verification. That's purposes. all it is. Yep. So, it
1: it's basically an authorization of the document. Yep. So that Ex- it was really done.
0: Yep. And then uh, and don't forget to date it, right? Because people do this, and then the, the form is null and void. Right. So really important that they complete that and they should keep the original. The other thing I want to talk about out there is and I talk with people all of the time about this, pick your healthcare proxy or your healthcare agent wisely. Right? Pick somebody who, again, is going to follow your wishes. They Mm -hmm. should be your voice. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be making decisions on your behalf. They should be your voice of what you would want. So, as important as the document is having the conversation with the person about what your wishes are.
1: Well, the first thing on that point is that you do need to tell somebody that you're uh, uh, nominating them, appointing them, because (laughs) they don't have to do it. (laughs) Right. So, if you name somebody in your healthcare proxy and then that person gets called in I'm not doing this right I mean most people wouldn't do that but they could right so number one you want to talk to them to make sure they're gonna do it right number two you want to pick somebody with that you know is has good judgment and can deal with this type of a situation right and number three it should be somebody that knows you and um, is you know understands what you would most likely want in certain situations right yes so yeah absolutely I mean I have certainly had people that have come in and, and just said, Yeah, just name, you know, X and Y. And I, and I will say, did you talk to them? No, but they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> but you don't. If right. they won't do it, then it's the same as not having one. Right. So exactly. you want to make sure yeah. that they're willing to. And to it take happens that
0: role. a lot. Not only do the people not have a conversation about what their wishes are, they don't even tell the person That's like what you say, yeah, yeah, and it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So and then keeping that original, you should keep the original, and you make copies, put it in your medical record, uh, make several copies. Skip. So when
1: we do them as part of the overall estate planning yep. for clients. We will give them the original, and we will give them um, a bunch of copies. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially my older clients, what yeah. they will do is they'll literally go and bring it right when next time they go see their primary care doctor. Yeah. They bring it right over and have them put it in their file. Good. And so, th- and I always tell them, keep your keep your original. Don't give the doctor the the original, but but give him or her the um, a copy. And that way, it's in the system. Yes. So a lot of times, you know, you'll you'll you don't have to. People aren't thinking. I got to bring my healthcare proxy when there's an emergency. Right. So it's already with your doctor. It's already in the system. A lot of times, it's easily accessible that way.
0: Absolutely. Always good to and and in those situations too. Make sure your healthcare, the agent that you appoint, the alternate that they have a copy to. Always good to have those on hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um it's important to uh, you know again make sure that every everybody that that is involved with your your healthcare and your decision making is um you know able to has what they need if it's ever needed. Absolutely. All
0: right, any other things you want to talk about with the proxy? You want to go on to the durable power of attorney? No, I think that I okay. think we've covered that. Okay, good. So now, go into a, a little bit of detail about this durable power of attorney, because again, I think it's different, because as you said, like any, any medical institution, you can get a health care proxy from. It's part of the Patient Self-Determination Act of 1990. Any institution that accepts Medicare Medicaid, they must be able to provide you with copies of that. Not so with the durable power. Different Thing.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a, first of all, it's, it's a, primarily it's a non-medical document. Primarily it's to make non, somebody designated to make non-medical decisions for you although it could be used for things such as um, trying to get somebody admitted to, to a, a, a facility. Um, mm-hmm. um, but primarily the, the durable power of attorney is going to encompass a lot of different areas. Financial, yeah. um, things as simple as banking, yeah. uh, insurance, um, registering a car if, if that needed to be done, sure. taxes. So it's going to cover most things other than what the healthcare proxy covers. Yeah. And it's also a little bit different in that the power of attorney, a durable power of attorney, is usually drafted to be effective immediately. Not mm-hmm. that it's going to be used immediately. But it, it's, it does not need, you do not need a determination of incapacity to, for it to be valid. Right. So, for example, a lot of my older clients don't want to do stuff anymore. So, they're going to give one of their kids or whoever they've appointed, look at, here's my power of attorney. You take care of the banking, you take care of this, you take care of that. They're still fully able to, to, to make decisions, but they just don't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. Totally fine, as long as that's what they want to do. Right. Um, but it's it's so it's something that's going to be effective immediately. Same thing with the healthcare proxy about choosing your people. Yep. You want to, number one. Make sure that it's somebody that you know. You want to make sure that you ask him or her that yep. they whether they want to do it, and you also want them to know your general. Um, uh, kind of requirements of, of how you want things handled if they needed to handle it for you. I mean you can't talk to them about everything right. and hopefully the person you choo- you're going to choose somebody that you think has good judgment right but so it can, can encompass a wide range of areas. The other thing about the durable power of attorney is it's made to be effective um, if you do become incapacitated. Yep. so it's going to be effective if you're not incapacitated and then it's still going to be effective if you are incapacitated yep. There are there is a type of power of attorney. Durable power of attorney that, or a power of attorney that can be can be uh, made so it's solely effective upon incapacity. Yes, I don't think that's generally a good idea because then you have to go and make sure that you have that that um, uh, proof of disability in order to use it. It's easy with a healthcare proxy because you're in the midst of having he- a medical treatment with a healthcare proxy, mm-hmm. and the medical uh, personnel that are treating you are, are going to make the determination that you can't make a decision for yourself. Yep. For a power of attorney, that's not the case. The, you know, you may be uh, you may be doing nothing medically at the particular yeah. time, but you have to go in. So I don't like those. I like it to be just a, a straight power of attorney yeah. that is effective immediately. Yeah. Um, but it again, it, it's used to. I, I I I like to. I'm oversimplifying, but it really covers everything that except for what a healthcare yeah. proxy covers.
0: This is where I say to people too, though, Arthur. It's so important. You know, where I said about the health care proxy, and, you know, again, you can fill this out. You don't need an attorney. You don't do that with a durable power attorney. You really need to. Yeah. And you and this is where, again, I do direct people to somebody, an attorney who's well-versed in elder law estate planning. Because this is there's a lot of changes that go on here all the time. You really need to keep up on these changes. So I always direct people to, again, somebody who specializes in this area, and this is a form that absolutely should be discussed with an attorney because of the things that you're discussing.
1: Yeah, the there is. I mean, basically, there is a kind of a standard Massachusetts healthcare proxy um, form that you know you'll, you'll find them in any hospital. Uh, sometimes, if you're going into the hospital and you don't have one, they'll stick one in front of you and yeah. say, "Pick somebody and sign it." You know, yeah. um, there is no um, specific form for a power of attorney, and you want to make sure. Like for yeah. example, um, sometimes you'll see somebody with a with it's a very general short. A durable power of attorney, and it really just has a paragraph that says that you're authorizing your your um, uh, designated person to be able to make all decisions for you. Technically, that's legal, but you'll run into trouble depending upon where you go because it'll you, you'll cut like the place a place that people have trouble with this is something like this would be believe it or not maybe you will believe it, the Registry of Motor Vehicles. Uh So they'll look at that Uh and they'll say, but it doesn't say you can transfer a title, or it doesn't say, well, it doesn't have to, but you can't argue with them. You can't get a judge on the phone while you're at the counter. So what you want is, for example, you want all the specific powers put into the power of attorney too, so that you can just point to the spot that you need to point to. So yeah, there is no specific form. You can go online and and find um, forms. Some of them are good, some of them aren't good. Right, that's the other concern, Um, yeah. So, and you and you usually won't know whether they're good until you have to use them. Yes. And if you're lucky, they work. And yeah. if, if you're not lucky, they don't yeah. work. So it's, again, one of those things. It's, it's kind of an, like the healthcare proxy, it's kind of a, anybody that does what I do, it's kind of like another add-on document. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's not quite as simple as the healthcare proxy, but yeah. still, it's one of those things that is really something that everybody should have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's go over now. I, I, and again, th- there's never enough time for this topic. We have, a, we have a, about three more minutes, three or four more minutes. So I want to talk about, let's talk about that living will versus, you know, because people hear will and they think of like dispersing your stuff after you die. So just talk about the distinction and all of that.
1: People sometimes do mix up um, a will and a living will. Yeah. Obviously a will is a document that where you say who is going to take your assets after you pass away. Yeah. A living will, which actually doesn't legally exist in Massachusetts because we don't, I think we're the only state that doesn't have a specific living will statute, I believe. Could be wrong on that. But um, a living will or or the information that you would have in a living will, which we incorporate into our healthcare proxy at my office, is basically giving specific end-of-life instructions. To oversimplify it, it's basically something that would say once you have been determined to have no further possibility of any meaningful life, so you are um, in an irreversible coma, yeah. or you're determined to be brain dead. And it has been uh, uh, certified by the medical people that are treating you. Yeah. Then you are basically, and again, I'm a little bit oversimplifying, but this is really the gist of it. You are basically giving the instruction that you do not wish to be kept alive by artificial means. Mm -hmm. So you do not want to be kept alive by respirator feeding tube, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And um, even though it's not specifically uh, statutorily authorized in Massachusetts, it is, again, we put it in our healthcare proxy when we do them, and it is basically the person's direction as to what should be done in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if it ever became an issue that was being fought over in court or something like that, the tiebreaker kind of would be what the person wanted. And so that usually takes care of any of these things that could happen because it's already it's already it's the person's wishes, yep. and it's not also it's not directing your healthcare pr- even though it's in the healthcare proxy. Yeah. It's not directing your healthcare proxy to do it. You're basically telling them this is what's going to be done okay. if we get yep. into that situation. Yep. So um, most people want that as part of the healthcare proxy that we do. Yep. Um, some people don't. Yep. But um, yep. Um, whatever somebody wants is what we do. But yeah, it's again, that's, good. that's the that's really what what the living will yep. is. Yep. It's basically not to be. It's to basically to allow yourself to be. Um, uh, taken off the, the machines
0: yeah and there's there are other forms uh, called personal directives uh, like five wishes there's honoring choices things like that and again uh, it's a guideline <laughs> and it's very helpful so a lot of people will <laughs> utilize that so Arthur how can people get in touch with you well
1: you can uh, my office is in Topsfield on uh, Route 1447 Boston Street um, you can call me at uh, the office at 978-887-0093
0: we're gonna put that. We're gonna put some information up on the slide. Okay, good. The email. It's a, email that yeah, too. You can just email me. Uh, yeah. So that's. <laughs> well, I'll good. go to my website. So you're in Tossfield and, and reachable by that. So yeah, and, and on the slide, I know we have that information too, where they can reach you, which is great information. Um, so, it's uh, you know this is such a big topic. I mean, we really we could talk for weeks on end about this and never even you know <laughs> make a sure. dent in yeah. it. But very important stuff. Uh, you know, we we have about a minute left. So, what what do you think? I just want to make sure you get to say everything you you know you think is important to impart to the audience at this point.
1: The only thing that that I try to tell people, and I don't I don't like to um, uh, be a pest, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's just important to have these documents done. Mm-hmm. Primarily for the people that are going to be taking care of you or the people that you're leaving behind to make to make them um, Make their lives easier yeah. allow them to make decisions It's going to help you too if you have somebody in place to make those healthcare decisions when they need to be made um, And it's not a lot to do it. It's it's these are pretty straightforward simple documents right. and Everybody you know everybody should have them everybody should have a healthcare proxy as soon as they hit age 18 Everybody should have a power of attorney as soon as they ha- own things yep. um, and um, it's just, I would just say that it's one of those things that you should put on your list and try to get it done if you can.
0: Absolutely. Excellent. Hey, thanks so much sure. for being here with us today. Uh, see you next year. I'll be okay. back. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. So, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to Timing is Everything. And, and again, just so thrilled to have Arthur Skarmis here, uh, attorney. And again, he's from Tossville. You saw his information. And uh, again, look forward to you being a part of our next show. Thanks for listening to Living Forever, Not an Option with Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. To learn more about Care Dimensions, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or check out our podcast website at www.caredimensions.org podcast. We would love to hear from you with questions or comments. Please feel free to email us at podcast at And of course, you can always call our office at any time. The number is 888-283-1722.